Sorry, can't say. What's that word you use? Spoilers. I like that word. Hello and welcome to Spoiler Nation, the podcast where we have spoiler-filled discussions on your favorite and some of your not-so-favorite movies and TV shows. My name is Howie, and I'm the senior editor at IsolatedNation.com. And my usual co-host Reese is off gallivanting with um, Lady Gaga somewhere. In his stead, I'm joined by Layla. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Um, um, so you're also uh, a contributor or and you know, film writer at IsolatedNation.com. Yeah, this is my first podcast that will possibly be heard. I did one last year, but you didn't release it, Howie. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had a, we did a, I think it was a 2017 wrap up. Yeah, I think my opinions might be too controversial. <laughs> That's why you cut it out. Don't worry. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get to that actually. Oh. But no. Um. So we we actually just had technical difficulties. With the with the audio for that recording, so you know there's a lost episode of Spoiler Nation out there somewhere. <laughs> Pay five dollars on our Patreon and we'll be able to <laughs> upload that for our subscribers. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The the two of you out there who listen to us. <laughs> One of them's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me and you. Reese Reese doesn't even listen to this. No, he's already lived it. Um, yeah. <laughs> this episode, we're off the deep end. Listen as we dive in to A Star is Born. Oh, wow. I did not realize that's where you're going with that. <laughs> How did I do? That was my was my great. way of weaving that song in. It was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, you know, we try here. We try <laughs> yeah. our best. Um, so, but before we get into A Star is Born, um, uh, Bradley Cooper's directorial debut. Yeah. Uh, I guess let's talk about why I had you on. You know, it, it was a no-brainer for me seeing as you're the aficionado of movies with music, I would say, you know, mm. musicals and, and what are some of your favorite music movies? Hmm. See, I guess I was introduced to music and movies with Disney Pixar. That's, you know, oh. and Anastasia, which 20th Century Fox really getting in there and that had some great bangers in it. Rewatched it the other day. Then High School Musical. Brought of course. Us into which... This movie reminded me a little bit of High School Musical. And there's nothing wrong with that, Howie. <laughs> High School Musical never hurt anyone. Um, and then I guess Mamma Mia brought mm-hmm. us Piers Brosnan's not so great singing voice and Colin Firth's great talent in acting. And of course, you were a fan of um, The Greatest Showman. Yes. I, I watched. <laughs> and ironically. I, I'm gonna, yeah, you know what? I watched the first one in theaters and I was in a group of a group where everyone was excited and I was like oh this is gonna suck and I left and I was like whoa this was actually pretty good I watched it three times in theaters and uh did you go to a sing-along event? yeah I went to the sing-along <laughs> event and it was great um and I should also add on my high school news- musical note I have paid for one film on I- Apple iTunes store and it is on my phone and it is high school musical so wow yeah have you seen all was it three high school musicals yep well then um Um, okay so uh i guess um but but you haven't seen la la land and as uh and you refuse to see it please explain yourself 
Yeah, okay. So I've had a lot of people bring this one up and I might have to watch it just to calm Shut down. Shut people up. Yeah, but it's almost like I've, I've kept this stance for so long that if I were to cave, it might affect future, <laughs> you know, arguments I have. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much like I didn't want to watch La La Land when it came out because it looked a little bit too pretentious. And I will admit that I am wrong in that regard because I've seen a scene, it looks quite fun. I also just don't like Ryan Gosling or Emma Stone. That is a hot take. It is. Why? Why? Don't know what it is. <laughs> like, and I'm not sure, and I know this is me being ridiculous, but Ryan Gosling just comes across to me as, he just kind of comes across as a bit of a douche. And we get it. Like, he's a good actor, but he's almost like, yeah, I'm a good actor. Yeah, I know. I'm the best. I and, mean, like and, a lovable yeah. douche, though. No, no, not a lovable <laughs> douche. Um, he's like the kind of guy who would be messaging like 20 girls on Tinder at the same time and then be surprised that someone caught feelings, you know, Mm. like that's Ryan Gosling to me. Emma Stone liked her at the start. Um, at which phase, like easy a phase. Yeah. Cause she was like this new kind of redhead on the scene. She was like, seemed a little bit like edgy. I was like, Oh cool. This is fun. And then what was the movie she did where she played a Hawaiian, Oh, yes. Um, Aloha, where she played um, uh, a character with Asian heritage. Yeah. See, obviously, I didn't know enough about it. And yet I'm still offended. So um, I don't I I just after that, I was I think she was partially unapologetic about it at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of like, okay. And it didn't doesn't mean I don't like her. It just kind of altered my opinion. You know what? I don't know if I should say this. I'm going to get hate mail now, Howie. <laughs> we can edit this out. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so you love Emma Stone. Yeah, Emma Stone's saying. the best. <laughs> Ryan Gosling's awesome. Um, okay, so I guess let's cut the nonsense yes. and let's dive deep into A Star is Born. Let's. Can I ask you a personal question? Okay. Tell me something, girl. Do you write songs or anything? I don't sing my own songs. Why? I just don't feel comfortable. Why wouldn't you feel comfortable? Almost every single person has told me they liked the way I sounded, but that they didn't like the way I look. I think you're beautiful. Hey. What? I just want to take another look at you. From the shallow now. So this is the, like like I've mentioned, the directorial debut of um, Bradley Cooper. So when I saw the trailer in theatres and I saw directed by Bradley Cooper, I remember everyone I was sitting with was just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it was the same for you when you saw the trailer, but... Well, the the kind of feeling was like, oh, here we go. Uh, Bradley Cooper trying his hand at directing. But also, I think my very first impression of the trailer was... I think I've seen this movie before. Mm. You know, like that obviously very classic storyline of undiscovered gem, like female mm. undiscovered gem. You and probably the, saw the, the one m- it was based on. Ma- <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Funny enough, I've never seen uh, any of the past three mm. A Star Is Borns. But, you know, you, you can see there are, a lot of, um, there are a lot of movies that really kind of uh, touch on this storyline that they're always framed as love stories as well. I think um, the one that comes to mind is um, Country Strong, if you remember that one. Uh, uh, it stars um, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow 
and um, Leighton Meester and Garrett Hedlund. Yeah, Meester. Um, <laughs> remember her? Oh, I miss her. Yeah, what happened to her? She married Adam Brody, so she lived every teenage wow. girl's dream wow. in the 2000s. Yeah. So yeah, uh, which ha- I think had a similar plot. Country is in the title of that movie, so obviously it's about country music. So I was saw- seeing this trailer, I was like, oh, this looks like that movie. I mean, it's not a new concept no. for a girl being discovered by a guy and becoming the best version of herself because yeah. a guy has rescued her from like i mean even um teen movies that we've watched like you can break down that trope to cinderella story where you know like there's so many of those movies where it's like oh i'm not the person that i could have been but you saw me for who i am and, yeah you know yeah. so it's it's not a unique thing it's no. been seen in all and especially when you see it in the trailer, obviously it's um, cut together to hit kind of the key notes of the movie. Mm. And it's pretty conventional because you're like, okay, girl gets discovered, girl becomes a star, drama happens. You're like, okay, I get this story. Why do we need this in 2018 is, is my first impression because it's like, it's too simple. Let's fast forward to having seen the movie. What did you think? I liked it. <laughs> uh, I get the feeling that you didn't, but I really liked it. Um, I feel like it didn't hit every single note it was intending to hit, and some of it felt a little bit stupid. But um, overall, I was still listening to the soundtrack. I think it was on my Spotify 2018 top 100. Uh, no, it was a good time. Um, I'm gonna shock you and say that I liked it as well. <gasps> Howie, I mean, I didn't love it. Yeah, it, I was pleasantly surprised because um, I didn't think I honestly did not think much of the movie. I held off seeing it because I was just not never really quite in the mood to see like mm-hmm. a, a, a just a movie about people performing on stage. I was mm-hmm. just like, I don't know if I want to see this, but um, people just kept recommending the movie to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? Uh, all right. So I caved. <laughs> I caved at the, you know, I. Actually, I um, I tried to see uh, Creed too. Oh, howie! But the the cinema was packed, so um, we were like, "Oh, the, a Star is Born is playing." All right, we'll Guess see we'll that. See that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was pleasantly surprised. It was the um, performances are really good. Bradley Cooper, who knew Bradley Cooper could sing, and who knew Lady Gaga could. That was, I think, pleasantly surprised is probably how a lot of people felt leaving because yeah. I I definitely went in mildly skeptical, but mm-hmm. I was like, it's, it's going to be fun at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, Lady Gaga did really, was amazing in it. Bradley Cooper has proven that he can do so much more than The Hangover. Yeah. In, you know, the guy came out in The Hangover and now he's doing this. Yeah. Like, it's just been such a change from when he was... Oh, wait, before he was on Wedding Crashers. He was also in sex, in an episode of Sex and the City. Oh, man, I haven't got up... <laughs> I'm I'm watching Sex and the City for the first time. Haven't got up to that yet. I'll look forward to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, look out for Bra- uh, young Bradley Cooper. Oh. Um, yeah, and it's interesting that uh, essentially uh, it's, a, it's a two-hander, right? Mm-hmm. Between uh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. And they kind of excel at what the their counterpart... The, you know, the area of expertise of the, their counterpart, mm-hmm. right? Lady Gaga was really good in, in, in terms of her performance as mm-hmm. an actress or as an actor. Mm-hmm. And Bradley Cooper was, uh, you know, serviceable in, 
his singing. He was believable. Yeah. He he was definitely believable as his role. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga, there were some scenes that really stood out for me in the movie where I was like, oh, far out. That's Lady Gaga. How did, whoa, how did she make me feel this way? Yeah, because her last um, acting um, effort, let's say, was in one of the American Horror mm. Story seasons, um, which played into, uh, obviously, her... Um, persona, her Lady Gaga otherworldly persona. Yeah. And she was fine, mm-hmm. um, but she was very wooden in it. Mm-hmm. And she was very, you know, she she played a really big character, but she still, you just couldn't, it, it was, it, it didn't feel like she was acting. It was just Lady Gaga saying lines. Yeah. And it's actually refreshing to see her um this uh like show quite a range in this movie right she mm-hmm. she could do the subtle the subtlety like the subtlety in her face yeah um she conveyed that so well and then she can you know and she does the kind of dramatic crying moments you know as she was as she's singing yeah. um uh so really well you know like one of the key moments where where i went oh whoa she's good is that scene where that titular shallow performance scene where she, um, you know, Bradley Cooper is trying to coax her up on stage. Yeah. And you can see in her face, she's mortified. She's mortified. She doesn't, she's like, seriously, I do not want to do this. And then you can see kind of literally um, the her thought process in her face as she decides to walk up there and sing. And the thought process continues as she sings, as mm. she, you know, closes her eyes with her hands. And you can, you're really, really in her perspective. And I think that's a testament to how good she was in this role. Yeah, it's interesting because it's a risky move from people known as, you know, singers to move into acting. Because, I mean, I remember when Britney Spears did Crossroads, Mariah Carey did Glitter. JLo's done a lot. I don't know. Is she a singer or an actress now? I'm not sure. Um, she's, uh, she's, she's average at both. <laughs> she's <laughs> Let's a just judge say that. at uh, American Idol or something. Right? <laughs> They've all been judges at one point. Um, but yeah, it's pretty risky because you kind of go into it and it's because of their name. Mm-hmm. And then I think I went in being like, oh, they pick Lady Gaga because she can sing. Mm-hmm. And then I saw her perform and I was like, oh, wow, she's really... She's, she's shown me. Yeah. She's shown a lot of people, I'm sure. But it was really interesting to watch. It's the perfect Lady Gaga vehicle. Yeah. Like, it, this is the perfect movie for her to make her first splash into cinema. Because it plays to her strength. And, uh, you know, vaguely ties into, um, number one, our perception of her as mm-hmm. an artist. And, and, and our perception of her life or, or, you know, what she stands for and what mm-hmm. she went through. So there's almost that kind of parallel there, even though, if, even if it's not one for one, mm-hmm. but it, it's just like in the wider consciousness, we already associate Lady Gaga with this kind of character. Definitely. Um, definitely. So it was interesting to, yeah, it's, it's definitely like the, I can't imagine anyone else in this role. Mm-hmm. No, um, it's true. Even um, down to the drag queens used in the um, the bar that she performed in, some of them were from her music videos and performances that she's done. Right. I know this because I'm an avid fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, really making myself look good to the perform- to the listeners. Um, but yeah, so 
I think a couple of the drag queens have had a relationship with Lady Gaga in the past. So it's kind of nice to see that as well. Because even on the reviews, I've seen a lot of positive responses to that. Kind of keeps true to Lady Gaga as a performer, to mm-hmm. Lady Gaga as an actress. I see, I see. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Bradley Cooper, this is a strong directorial debut for him. So there's this kind of quote in this movie, right? Anyone can say anything. It's about the way that you say it or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because you're watching this movie and you're like, oh, this these are very familiar beats, but it's the way that um, Bradley Cooper as a director executes those yeah. beats and that's the storyline and the minor tweaks that he makes that kind of makes it more... Co- more compelling and almost updated for recent times definitely right so uh, obviously this is the third remake of this mm-hmm. movie there has been four a star is born movies yeah that which is crazy so we have um the first one in 1937 is it is it about actors instead of performing i believe singers? so um i believe that's the case yeah, when so it started it was about acting versus singing uh, I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's uh, that starred uh, Janet Gaynor, and then we've got uh, 1954 Judy Judy Garland mm-hmm. is in that one, and then 1976 Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Um. So Lady Gaga had big shoes to fill, but um, really, it's a no-brainer mm-hmm. that Lady Gaga is the one to fill those shoes. She was perfect in the role, and yeah. she and Bradley Cooper had really good chemistry yeah that's i think that's a failing in a lot of films where you've got these amazing actors but it's hard to kind of read that energy between them whereas it was very believable that bradley you know uh jackson rain which was an amazing main main yeah far out gosh <laughs> either way both are amazing performer names jackson main uh i watched this a while ago guys all right i wasn't like howie i watched it on the opening week oh that's <laughs> right that's right um, it's believable that he would be enamored by her and mm-hmm. that they just hit it off. So it was just very well done between them. You could yeah. feel it. I want to talk about the... So the best part of the movie for me is the first 20 minutes. Okay. Um, everything from establishing her character and their romance, their their kind of, you know, meet cute and they're falling in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, up to the crescendo of her singing on stage, I think it was pitch perfect. Every scene was like so well executed. It's almost magical. You feel the magic of romance between yeah. the two characters. And uh, you know, I love that scene where she's making the song, uh, writing the song in the parking lot. It's not just that they're falling in love. They're also kind of falling in love with each other's craft yeah creatively yeah and it's really fun to see creatives work Mm. in this way it's i i love you know i'm a process guy i love watching or learning more about process and so it was really fun to watch these two um, people who are highly creative and you know just kind of um doing their jobs really I do have a note about the parking lot scene and I, I want to see if you agree with me. So I agree. The whole like whirlwind, because it moved so quickly, you know, he just finished his concert, he just stumbles into this bar and he's just, 
you know, completely he- taken with yeah, head, her, ho- head over heels performs on stage. Like it's, it's so whirlwind and you can imagine if you're just a, you know, girl working nine to five, well, later than five for, uh, Allie, the character's name. Um, and this famous singer comes into your bar and starts performing and wants to hang out with you. It's completely wild. But there is a scene, the scene in the parking lot where they're writing together and she starts singing quietly, like she's shy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I get that. And then all of a sudden she busts into the chorus and just like fully nails it yeah. so loud. And I'm like, all right, girl, <laughs> you're in a parking lot. We get it. You can sing. We saw you sing in a bar. You're supposed to be shy about sharing like something very personal to you. And you're just screaming it very, very well to Bradley Cooper. And I thought that was a roll your eye moment. But the rest of it, I really enjoyed. I actually can't believe I'm now defending that scene. A, yeah, that scene and just this movie in general to you. <laughs> but I, that scene worked for me because I, I felt her becoming more confident as she goes along because there's this person right in front of her that, that is giving her that attention mm-hmm. that is, you know, um, really believing in her and, and sees her with these kind of poppy dog eyes, see her as a star. Definitely. Right, and and that's what Bradley Cooper is conveying. You know, he really is enamored by her as a performer, and and she's almost feeding off that um, attention or that kind of, um, well, that kind of glow off of Bradley Cooper, and basically that's boosting her confidence. It's kind of like a, kind of a micro, um, kind of a micro reflection of the whole story and how it's going to play out. I saw it. I mean, I, I know that's what was intended. I guess it was just like I was just here in a parking lot, girl. Yeah. But um, I, I, I saw it yeah. in the moment when she went on stage and <laughs> the moment where like first she started singing a bit and then she grabbed the mic and she did the mm-hmm. big vocal. I, I'm not even going to try and imitate it, but there was a lot of O's yeah. going on and it was classic Lady Gaga. It was very, very good. And that's when I felt chills. I was like, oh, Ali's comfortable now. Oh, she's really enjoying being on stage. This is awesome. She feels really connected. (laughs) That's interesting because I I felt the way that you felt with the parking lot scene. Yeah, I see. That's it. We just felt at different moments. Yeah, so I felt that, I felt weird about that, the stage scene, because um, as she, this is a nitpick obviously obviously um uh but she walks up on stage you know she's not confident this is like she's seeing through like a whole crowd of people this is not just a parking lot anymore yeah and and she's seeing through thousands and thousands of people and and i i bought it and you know you know when she she belts out the song it was amazing because you you know we've seen her belt we've seen her belt out the song before so i believed it Mm -hmm. and then I guess they just started getting into parts of the song that we never saw them singing or obviously they didn't rehearse this song, but suddenly she knows kind of what to do (laughs) (laughs) to continue the song and the whole band. I I understand maybe there's a, there's what's implied is they improvised around her. Yeah. That's probably what was implied. But to me, um, you know the, the song it was just a little bit of oh really you you guys knew like you guys arranged the song perfectly and she knew exactly how to continue the song you know how how they kind of d- did a duet like kind of harmonized together yeah. it was like well this seems like something that you needed to plan out mm. to happen it's not 
didn't obviously didn't ruin the scene. The scene is like one of the best scenes in the movie. Such a good scene. But it's just something at the back of my mind. I was like, all right, this is a movie. Was that the scene <laughs> that was filmed at Glastonbury? Yes. Because fun fact, guys, Lady Gaga, she was very against movie movies with music where people would lip sync the lyrics. Mm-hmm. So she said to Bradley Cooper, we have to sing it all live. Mm-hmm. So when they and they wanted to do it at Glastonbury, but they didn't want people to hear the songs. So the, only the first rows heard it, but they were performing it live. And that audio was what we was used in the movie. So the stage and everything, it wasn't set up specifically for the movie, right? No. They had to kind of interrupt um, someone set. else's set. I think it was uh, even uh, Chris Christopherson, who is the original Jack, um, uh, who is the original male character from one of the older um, A Star Is Born movies. Oh. I think it was like one of his gigs. I didn't know that. Um, I think that's what I read, but um, we should probably fact check that. <laughs> yeah, if it's still in the podcast, it means how he fact checked it, guys. Exactly. If I didn't cut this out, that means it's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think, and I think they had like literally one shot to get it right. Yeah. Because uh, I think the duration of the the song, like the performance that we see, is literally the um, uh, the amount of time they had on stage. Because they had a couple shows that they had to do, mm-hmm. and I assume it was on the similar stage. I, I think um, they did it at separate. Okay, that would make events. more sense. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, that's some little fun facts we've got for you. <laughs> Let's talk about the dive deep into the story and the themes of this movie. So obviously it's, like we said, it's about um, that classic tale of, you know, guy discovers girl and then girl becomes famous and eclipses the talent of the guy. Um, but I think this, so in the, in the past few uh, uh, Star is Born movies, it happens really the same way where um, the guy becomes more resentful of the girl and uh, to a point where, um, and essentially to a point where it was, number one, obviously a detriment to their relationship. Mm. And uh, I think probably drove him to kill himself as well. This movie kind of inverts that narrative in a way because it does. there is a moment where you can uh, you can see okay maybe he is a little a little jealous but that's mm. really not the focus of the movie the no. fo- the focus of the movie is more on you know his alcoholism and his drug drug addiction mm. and um they actually work it out they actually work through the phase that uh, work through his jealousy yeah it's it's, I mean, the main driving force of it, I find, is just it's a really powerful romance, which is brought, which is made difficult because, you know, of fame, excitement, and also because of Jackson Maine's addictions. Yeah. And I think one of the most powerful moments for me was when her agent came and spoke to Jackson after he had got out of rehab. Mm-hmm. And told him, like, she's going to pull out the tour because of you. And then she came home and said, I'm pulling out the tour. And then the camera just zooms in on Bradley Cooper. And you see that realization of, oh, I'm holding her back. She's not going to be this person that I know she can be. And it's all my fault. Mm -hmm. And it's a complete flip from the previous films where it's been like, oh, like, she thinks she's better than me. I, I I found her. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. um, th- I, that's what I, that's what is refreshing about this take of the yeah. movie where the guy is um, well-meaning you know the, the 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 guy isn't resentful of her fame and instead it's more about um, our inner demons and how that can play out or destroy our relationships it's a more interesting take on this um this mm. narrative i think it makes all of the beats that we were expecting yeah. hit us harder yeah as well because there are moments where oh man even just talking about it there are moments in the film where i was like oh no oh <laughs> we're i need to get out of this theater <laughs> did you cry in this movie i did not <laughs> reese however did, I watched did this Reese film. cry? Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know for a fact. I think, I think Reese, Reese would have teared up. I watched this film with Reese, uh, Sean, who's also um, Isolated Nation, and my friend Emily. And we all left the theater shell-shocked. And um, I can attest that there were three people who had cried. I, I teared up, I will admit. Wow. I know. Last film made me cry, Coco. <laughs> you know what? As I walked out of this movie, I I didn't cry. I, no. I you know I wasn't I was moved at some points, but it, I walked out. I was like, you know what? That was not Coco. <laughs> <laughs> that was not. That it's was what true, I felt. Right? That Coco was, got you. Yeah, Coco um, hits you in the heartstrings. It does. This one uh, with this movie, I felt sad yeah. for the characters, but I didn't. It didn't actually. Uh, uh, break my heart it didn't break my heart no but there were a lot of moments where you were just like oh you know like there yeah. was nothing that I mean there were this uh, we're allowed to go in depth about yeah, this I spoilers. guess spoilers spoiler yeah. nation yeah okay but um, <laughs> the scene where he where Jackson puts down the stake for his dog mm-hmm. I was like oh no 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 and that kind of cut between Ali and Jackson and Ali and Jackson and then you just cut to the garage and you just see it's oh my gosh it was and the dog sitting outside I think it was the dog that made it so sad yeah yeah I've talked about that dog with so many people and that's Bradley Cooper's actual dog oh man that must be traumatic (laughs) at least he got a steak out of it (laughs) yeah let's talk about that scene actually that um was my least favorite part of the movie me too. It took me actually. It took me out of the movie because, um, in previous iterations, um, they killed. They you know they killed themselves as mm-hmm. well. The the male uh, main character killed themselves as well. You know the I think one of them was like a car accident. Not a, a, was a car incident, mm-hmm. a car crash, and the other like walked into, into the, the ocean. ocean. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure but they almost did it out of um there's something negative there you know what i mean like there's something a uh, kind of they almost did it out of spite in a way right um but in this one the context is different mm-hmm. the context of um his uh, final realization for the for bradley cooper's character is that i'm holding her back i'm not good for her um you know, uh so it, it's very, it's all, you know, how can I help her yeah. succeed, let's say, or how can I help her be happy? And um, the fact that he hangs himself in their house yeah, uh, doesn't really track with me as what the character would 
do unless you, I can maybe see it on paper, which is like he's it's not he's no, he wasn't in his right mind or or whatever. But mm. um, it, it looked like a very elaborate plan. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I think after part of it is also it's difficult when you associate suicidality with a cause, a, a noble yeah. act oh, as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's really hard to kind of look at that and be like oh I did that for Ali because you want it's realistically you're gonna look at that and be like that's so selfish yeah because um which is probably a controversial opinion which probably shouldn't be in the podcast oh, but well no it's not a it's not I don't think it's a controversial opinion I think the movie kind of addresses that in a way you yeah, know with she the closing scene. yeah so she you know throws the she smashes his you know yeah whatever paint like photos on the wall yeah and they all say you know he uh his brother played by sam um, neil is like it's his fault he's he did this bobby was sam neil was so good phenomenal phenomenal oh so good um um, sorry for getting sidetracked <laughs> to talk about Sam Neill, but I feel like we need to go back to him because he deserves a whole section. Yeah. Um, no, look, I agree with that whole scene cutting me out of it. It was, um, it was a bit more, it, it, it felt like he was going to the car, he was going to go and then he changed his mind. So he, he was going to hang himself off the garage door. Yeah. And I had to explain the logistics of that to a couple of people after the film yeah um um yeah yeah. it's it's hard to it's you know it's foreshadowed right it had there uh, there was that scene where he speaks to his counselor Mm -hmm. about his failed attempt at suicide which was a hanging which was a time when um you know he had a really bad childhood and he tried to hang himself and the only thing that stopped it was that the fan broke. Yeah. And and even then, the, his father didn't... Didn't even notice. notice. Oh, crazy. Like, I mean, it's such a tragic story. Yeah. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen to a kid? <laughs> yeah, um, uh, and so it's already primed us for something like that. Some, some kind of um, attempt at suicide. But... Um, I don't know. I just didn't feel um, in sync with what the movie is trying to say by having him kill himself in the in the very same way and succeeding. Yeah. It's just a, a little too... It, it definitely took me out of the movie. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think it also... It, it did kind of make it more dramatic effect mm-hmm. and it did punch you a little bit harder because if it was a car accident it wouldn't have felt as painful as it did when you watched it um with with what he did with him hanging himself um I was thinking of the like the other ways they could have shot it and I honestly it is hard to kind of get that scene right it I think it would have made more sense as a car accident or not a car accident but uh, it would have made more sense as a maybe a suicide by car accident where he maybe runs into a tree because that feels more like a spur of the moment but that's it. thinking it- instead of now we're supposed to believe that he deliberately thought of that and, and continued with it. But he did kind of think about it because he gave his dog the steak beforehand. He had made his mind up at that point. 
Yeah. Right? So he'd made up his mind and it drew out the scene. Whereas yeah. if he were to drive his car into something, it would just be like, boom, boom, notes hit. That drawing out the scene is one of the things that I think Bradley Cooper did a really good job with this mm. film. Because there are so many moments, um, you know, when Ali came home from recording and she and Jackson is drunk and she's taking the bath and he comes in and they're having that argument. It was drawn out until the point where he, what did he say? That she was getting made fun of her nose or said that she was getting fat? I can't remember uh, what it I don't was. Re- was she oh, in the that bathtub? you're ugly. Yeah, so that was a great scene uh, because you can, it, it was like one of those moments where it's, you know, it's kind of like seeing, speaking of Creed, uh, uh-huh. seeing two characters, like two athletes boxing. You know, it's yeah. that tense, but, it, but with dialogue, right? Mm-hmm. Because he walks in and um, uh, this was after her SNL performance. I oh, think. maybe, maybe. Was yeah. it? And this is, I think this is after her SNL performance, where you're, you as a viewer, we're like, "Whoa, she's different." Yeah. And um, he comes in and he starts. I think he starts singing her song. He he says some of the lyrics. He's like, "Yeah, you know, he's what like are you that doing? fat, like, like that ass, that something yeah. like that," which is Why you hilarious. Here with an ass like that. Yeah, and yeah. and it's that's how he starts the argument because she's like, "Yeah, so what? That's my song. What are you trying to say?" Mm-hmm. And um and then it escalates into he it's kind of like uh when you're in a fight when in that heat of the moment all you want to do is to hurt the other person mm-hmm. um and Brad- Bradley Cooper's character knew exactly what would hurt her and yeah. he goes for the jugular and goes you're ugly because but, you know that's but that was it yeah. Like- that that whole scene could have been done in a shorter amount of time, mm-hmm. you know, but it was drawn out and it kind of, you could see like Ali, her heart kind of break in that moment where she gets hit with that final blow yeah. and her just jumping out being like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And it was, I think that was, the, that's what I enjoyed about what he's done with the film is it didn't feel like he wasted any time. Like there weren't any moments where I was like, okay, come on now. But it did feel like some scenes could have been shorter and he made a decision to make it longer so that it would hurt us a bit more. So thanks, Bradley. Fun fact about that final uh, killer line, though. Improvised by Bradley Cooper. Yeah. And uh, the reaction, uh, Lady Gaga's reaction is an actual reaction to that line because she didn't expect that to happen. Um, Really good. I mean, that's some good... Staying in character Uh, after that, too. Um, Um, Good choice. But... Uh, to your point, though, of it's uh, some scenes, him letting some scene, some scenes breathe. Mm. I do. I I can see your point, and there are definitely there are definitely a few scenes where that is really effective. Yeah. Uh, case in point, what we just talked about. But there were also moments in the movie where I did feel like, all right, I get it. Let's let's go. <laughs> let's go. And it's after you hit that high crescendo of her performing on stage. And then, you know, like she gets signed by this manager person. Yo, I hate that guy. Real talk. <laughs> He's the worst. Um, this is interesting, right? Because I, I, I don't like this character as well, but obviously you're not supposed to like that character. 
but there's something about how this actor plays him. I don't know if it's really good or I really don't like his acting style. <laughs> I can't tell, but it's just something about him that annoys me. And I don't know if he's just really good at his job because we are supposed mm. to hate this character or he's totally um, not right for this movie. Okay, so am I able to say why I don't like this character? Of course. I don't like him because I, as I have listed off all of these movies, all the bad, all the movies I've talked about, like High School Musical, Mamma Mia, um, Greatest Showman, all the bad people have their comeuppance. You know, you have Mm -hmm. that moment at the end, you're like, yeah, you do bad things, bad things happen to you, don't do bad things, kids. And he has no comeuppance. Yeah, he doesn't. He has, like, he pretty much said the words to Jackson that was like, and then led to him killing himself like obviously there are other issues along there but he he gave him a bit of a nudge to yeah. get away yeah and <laughs> nothing yeah i left the movie and i was just like i i wish they had a scene with them like you know just waving their fists at him just like get out of our town or something like that but no i like that choice i like no, that I choice see. because it's um a reflection of the brutal um uh, times that we live in yeah like it's a realistic <laughs> choice i'm just saying that i just had my heart ripped out of me by this movie yeah. and i wanted someone to like grab a piece of my oh it's okay bad bad producer guy got told off yeah <laughs> it's it's very it's very um complex because when he says that you know killing has when he has that conversation with Bradley cool. Cooper, um, you know, it's harsh, it's really harsh, but it's almost I kind of am on his side a little bit. I can almost agree with him, uh, because uh, it's it is what's happening, right? Yeah. It, it's true, it's um, he shouldn't have said it in that way, mm. um, uh, but he has a point. I mean, his point isn't, hey, go kill yourself. Yeah, okay. Um, but I don't want to blame Jackson Man <laughs> killing himself on this guy. I'm just saying that he should have. He should be nicer. You shouldn't get someone <laughs> stra- fresh out of rehab yeah. trying to trying to get back on their feet and be like, by the way, the one person who stood by you yeah. in all of this, she's going to get someone better than you soon, yeah. and you're holding her back. Don't yeah. worry, I won't. I won't get too attached to you. Peace out, <laughs> <laughs> movie guy out. <laughs> Um, sorry yeah that's a guy out (laughs) music guy yeah (laughs) um yeah it's um uh this movie also reminds me of another movie i've seen this year called um beautiful boy stars uh it stars timothy chalamet and steve carell Mm -hmm. it's a uh i think it's based on a true story it is based on a true story about um alcohol and drug addiction okay um and i think this movie does a really good kind of it does a really good um almost almost realistic depiction of the kind of um detrimental effects of someone with an addiction with an alcohol and drug addiction and Mm -hmm. how it destroys eats away at relationships and how it's really hard to um kind of uh uh break from that cycle as well and and you know that's just a harsh reality of people with drug addiction as well because once you get down that road it's really really hard to break out of that cycle and uh, i think this movie does it pretty well um uh as one of the topics that it explores 
Yeah, I think it was interesting because it wasn't really it was acknowledged by like by the film, like as a viewer, you acknowledged that Jackson had a drinking and drug problem, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't really addressed until um, later on in the film. Mm -hmm. It was kind of just accepted that he was a drunk. Mm -hmm. And then it was only about partway through where it was kind of, oh, like this is a problem. Yeah. It was acceptable to people who didn't really know him that he was a drunk. And then once Lady Gaga, um, Ali became part of his life, she recognized that it was really impacting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was interesting in that. That is, it's an interesting uh, kind of um, retelling of this. You know, she... Um, when she first met him, he was already like that. Yeah. But to her, it's kind of exciting. It's fun, and it it's almost charming, right? Well, when you when it first starts. Well, when she went home, yeah. and he had invited her to go with him, and her father said, "You should go, you should go." She said, "He's a drunk. Like, don't worry about it. like this stuff doesn't happen to me." Yeah. So she had recognized that's what he is. Yeah, and it's implied that that's what her mom is right because she she says to her dad like you know how mom is yeah or something like that Mm -hmm. um which is interesting because it there's just something given her relationship um or her experience with some someone who is addicted to Mm -hmm. um whatever um in her own family i think it's interesting to kind of see her persevering through the relationship maybe it's because that's what she's used to and, and, you know, that's kind of normalcy for her to have um, a family member or someone she cares about um, uh, be addicted to something. And uh, you see, like, the toll that it takes on her. That obviously um, comes to a cringeworthy climax. Oh, boy. Where, where he um, pees on stage. <laughs> yeah. That was a hard scene to watch. Yeah. I was. I closed my eyes. I was like, "No, I don't want to see yeah. this." I mean, I wasn't. Yeah, I was. I was feeling that one. It was very painful to watch, and it was followed by this panicked, frantic scene of them trying to get him in the shower. Yeah, you know, Ali's crying, but she's also like, she's crying out of worry, embarrassment, and just pure on like stress. And it's this beautiful like frantic scene which i really enjoyed especially with her father being like you embarrass my daughter on stage yeah they're still trying to help him yeah it was it was very well done it was a nice little um refreshing release from Mm. that drawn out him wetting himself and trying to get on stage with her oh gosh (laughs) yeah i like this scene as well because uh it was getting a little bit like kind of boring prior to that grammy moment Mm. because you went go you just go through a few scenes of him just obviously watching her her quote-unquote selling out right yeah that's that's really what you're witnessing and there were just some scenes that there was just kind of a lull where you're just like oh okay i get it she's selling out we were all Um, waiting for the moment yeah where it was gonna break yeah yeah, it um, kind of lulled us into a little bit of security. And we're like, was it going to be now? Is it going to be now? Oh, no, that's not how it's going to be. It was, yeah. What do you think of this movie? Uh, or like, what is this movie's take on the whole selling out scene? Do you think that the movie is saying that's bad? I think it's, I don't, I think it's saying it's what some people have to do. Mm-hmm. Do you know? It's It's kind of presenting it 
somewhat as bad when it's first brought on but then you have Ali's character being like well this is what I'm doing and it makes me happy mm-hmm. and um it's never like at the end she dyes her hair back to her original color yeah and it's she's found her medium yeah I don't know if it's saying selling out is bad it's just acknowledging that it's that some artists have to change the way that they perform they perform yeah in order to reach a greater audience and that's true yeah but it it does feel like the movie might be falling to the camp of oh this is negative what's happening i mean right? there's no way that they could you know you've had this beautiful song shallow <laughs> yeah. and all these other songs and then you have why you come around with an ass like that <laughs> like there's no way to say that they're trying to present it as a good thing <laughs> they're really trying to shove it in our face they get her to dye her hair she has to go by a different name she has yeah. to wear different clothes yeah um but I think it's more so trying to show that Ali's having struggles as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think the that 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 scene when he that's hard cut from uh, when he's talking to her. It's this real emotional scene where they're on the balcony, her posters mm. in the background, Ali. Yeah, and then uh, he's saying you know, find the truth deep inside of you. It's only when you speak the truth that you have something worth saying. If not, you won't last. And she, you see it in her eyes. She's like, yes, yes, you're right. And you kind of, you know, you almost feel this is such a, this is why this relationship is so alluring, right? Because they bring out the best in, in each other. Mm-hmm. They also bring out the worst in, 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 in each other. But these are the moments that they kind of live for, right? Because it's like, it's you see that magic again where it's like them being creative together them being yeah. artists together hearts smash cut to her dancing in snl yeah. and you're just like it's like why are you like why won't you be texting me like that and they're like why do you do that do that do that do that do that yeah and I she just repeats <laughs> you know so you get the whole you know shallow is just such a well-written song and then you get that and then you get uh, a song where she just repeats two words all <laughs> over and over again. Um, it's just very interesting that that Lady Gaga is playing this role because that is all. Uh, that is our question with Lady Gaga, right? To it's... what extent is it organically something that truly inspires her? That is that she thinks is real uh, from her soul, you know, in in that artistic sense, mm-hmm. or to what extent does she think that? this is just part of selling out or, or, you know, like kind of pandering to the masses because that's just how you are. Just, just that's how you play the game. That's how you, you make money. I think like part of it would be personal to her because I have, I remember there are interviews when she started where she was told that she wasn't going to be able to be a star because she had a nose like that. And the nose is highlighted very frequently in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I think there were some interviews where it was said that she had to perform a certain way, which I think is very common, more so with female artists. but uh, Especially pop artists. As yeah, well. exactly. So it probably would have some personal notes to her, but and she probably was trying to be a little bit very in your face with the why do you do that to me yeah. song. Um, <laughs> a bit of insider info, I guess, might be was probably helpful for when Bradley Cooper was putting it together. Yeah, yeah. Although I've seen uh, interviews where she 
almost um, is very hesitant to um, kind of draw parallels in saying, oh, this is me. This is my... Because, uh, you know, obviously with a movie like this, you... you in interviews, people want to go. Oh, was this drawn from your life? Yeah. And she almost hesitates and and goes, "Well, um, you know, I was never someone who is unsure of myself. I wasn't really, never really someone who was hesitant and and have don't. I was very confident. I went out to bars. I I pretended to be my own manager so I can book gigs. I really." Like you know, her she's more proactive in her career as mm-hmm. opposed to Ali, who needs someone to bring that confidence and bring that kind of yep. passion out of her. What a girl in a movie needing a strong man to save the day? <laughs> Never. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about that. Um, that what you just said, right? Okay. Because that's also obviously a criticism that's aimed at these movies, and mm. and uh, especially obviously when this movie came out, that's. Uh, the movie got some criticism. I think I read a, a headline w- which was like, "Lady Gaga uh, in in A Star Is Born, Lady Gaga becomes a star." Dot 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 with the help of a privileged white man or something like that. Yeah. Um. Do you think that's a fair assessment of this movie? Look, I think it's not fair to brand this movie with just that. I think it's a greater it this tr- this little thing of the man. Yeah. This trope. Yeah. Yeah. It spans more than just this movie. Mm-hmm. So when I make a comment like, oh, wow, this never happens, it's not just this movie and it's not fair to paint just this movie with that um, trope. Yeah. It's yeah. just, the thing is, it's seen in a lot of places, a lot of films, a lot of TV shows, a lot of books. And unfortunately, I mean, I still watch the movie. Yeah. You know? If there was a movie where it was the reverse, I would probably buy three tickets just like I did for The Greatest Showman. And if there was a sing-along, I would get four. But <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, we there are too many of these movies out for us to say, oh, um, a star is born. But that's true. But I wonder, you know, do you think this movie perpetuates that um, notion in people's minds? Because obviously, you know, mass art with mass appeal usually informs society, right? And I'm just wondering, because obviously with watching this movie, you have that criticism in mind. And I think this movie does subtle ways to maybe subvert that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more about kind of the life lifespan of a relationship or kind of the checks and balances in power dynamics within let's say a straight relationship right because yes he is he's someone uh with more power um um in uh, when they first meet because he has the power to grant her a career you know obviously she has the talent but the power is in his hands to kind of boost her up and give her that career and support her in their relationship but then in the tail end of that had the relationship worked out or had you know maybe drug addiction had not been a thing um you could see you know she was willing to um compromise or sacrifice her relationship or it it's almost it, it almost seems like okay now it's her turn to kind of take the reins on that relationship where mm-hmm. she uses her success to support them as a couple and you know it's not like he was um 
it's not like I don't I, I don't feel that he felt emasculated. No, I'd agree. In the, in this in this movie, it's just that he's sad that um, he's no longer you know. Uh, as big as he was in the day, which and it might, it doesn't even feel like it has anything to do with uh, Ali being more famous. I would agree that it's done a good job in the sense that they started off there in separate positions of power. Um, she, he helped her, and then they were touring together, and she ended up eclipsing him. And there are scenes, you know, where she's out performing, she's she's training, she's getting ready, and he's at home playing with the dog and she comes home and he's oh you know and it's they have those beautiful moments where she's coming home from work to him and it's there's some moments where there's no negativity there and if there is negativity it's not so much jealousy like in the previous movies yeah it's linked to his um addictions yeah um and then there's a moment where he he requires her help and she's the one bringing him up as well yeah so it does good it does do a good job in that it it does try and shift the um, standard man makes the female realize her full potential yeah. because um, I think I think they knew going in that I would be a bit tired. Yeah, yeah. And I, I look, it's a change, and it shows a bit of a shift. But baby it's, steps, right? Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's still that trope, right? Oh, because yeah. I mean, it doesn't change. At the end of the day, I can look at this movie and say, oh, wow, okay, yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't have done it if she wasn't discovered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I think it's, uh, you know, uh, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, why do we need a movie like this? But now seeing this movie, I think it's actually quite apt that we have a movie like this because it helps us recontextualize um, everything in in term with the mindset of our society today, right? It's mm-hmm. more complicated. Things are more complicated. Things yeah. are number one not as simple as um, as it was before, where like women have less opportunities, um, and also. Um, uh, in in many ways things are more hyperbolic as well in terms of people's reactions to um uh, something that is more black and wh- a black and white reaction to something that is might be more complicated than we think mm-hmm. so something like this movie and th- this relationship between Bra- Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga on its surface it's like oh here we go again it's uh mm-hmm. it's just a story about uh, a man propping up a woman uh, or like a man discovering a woman. It's easy to reduce it to that trope yeah, it's, because at the yeah. end of the day, that is part of it. Exactly. But they've managed to expand on it. Yeah, there's more nuance to the storyline than that trope. Yeah, definitely. Um, I do want to circle to uh, Bobby. Yes. Um, the MVP of this movie. 100%. Um, the other heart, the other beating heart of this movie, right? Man, I... For the people listening, I am tearing up thinking about this scene because it is, this is my favorite scene. Yeah, yeah, describe the scene. This is when Bobby picks up Jackson from rehab. He's driving him home and they're having like, I think it's a, I can't remember if it's a silent drive or not, but it's a pretty tense drive. Mm -hmm. And he drops him up and Jackson kind of like mumbles out, it wasn't dad who I looked up to. It was you. Yeah. And 
it was like you know they looked at each other sam neil like you know he looks behind to reverse and his eyes are just so glassy because he's tearing Mm -hmm. up and you just feel it just all of a sudden these two brothers who have been fighting and having a tense relationship like the love that's kind of just come out of it It oh my god so much (laughs) and this is yeah it's a great powerful scene yeah and it's so subtle right that's one of the uh, the moments where i was like oh bradley cooper is good yeah he has good instincts because uh it's not just that it's that uh you know what he says in that scene how it plays out is that when bradley cooper says um it wasn't that who i looked up to it was you he doesn't even pause he looks away like i'm going to cry if i stand here any longer as soon as he finishes his sentence, he closes the door yeah. and he walks away because he can't stand to be in that moment. It's, and it's too emotional. And it's mumbled out to him. Yeah. Like he couldn't even look him oh, And then, out. And w- also what happens after that is he, he reverses his car and you see he's starting to tear up. And then he looks back and he turns again and you see mo- a little bit more tears. Oh, man. It's so good. Such it's so good. Scene. Yeah, I think... Yeah, powerful. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's such a powerful scene. Um, that was the one that stood out. But I'd say like every scene that he's in, you just kind of he he's there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I actually wish we saw more of him. Same. Yeah. Same. Um, and they uh, they also did this interesting thing with obviously Bradley Cooper's voice, mm. where he there's this implication that he took his brother's voice right he's yeah. imitating his brother's voice obviously he's it's probably his voice now but so yeah did you notice there's a scene where he's getting steroid injections in his butt uh-huh so that this is just from what i've been reading on reddit guys because every time i watch a movie i go on reddit and i look at the threads of what people are saying apparently the steroid injections would make his voice lower to imitate his brother's oh my mm. god on top of that when we look at the last song if you listen to the um the first song, song where, and yeah. the last song the last song his voice is different because he's singing with his voice when he's with ali i know yes you know what oh. i did notice that it, it's that final it's that final scene where oh by the way let's talk about that final scene <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys we're just <laughs> no it's it, it's a good segue yeah. because in that final scene bradley cooper's dead <laughs> and um and and then you know she sings at a memorial mm-hmm. right and she's like i'm going to sing a song that he wrote mm-hmm. for me um uh, actually let's rewind to that uh, the, the scene where he's in rehab yeah and uh she brings his notebook and she's like i found your song yeah. and and he's like um and there's this weird implication that was the first time where you're like oh he has plans yeah. because um he was like oh you found it i i was hoping you know you'd find it when and he doesn't say anything yeah and it's the implication is like when i die either by accident or if i kill myself really that's when i destroy myself accidentally or on pur- purpose because of drugs or mm-hmm. something and you you see that implication hanging in the air and then she breaks it by going well i found it (laughs) so let's uh and then they and then you get the scene where they kind of write the song together it's kind of a happy moment where there's the dog outside yeah and then in the final scene where she starts singing that song 
there was a, a small portion where it cuts back to when they sang the song together in the, in the first place, or she watches him sing the song. Oh boy, yeah. And, and it is different. I I remember thinking, oh, his voice isn't that low right now. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't it didn't register to me why you know you know what I mean yeah. like it didn't register. I knew something was different, and I was like, oh, maybe he's just not that good right now. <laughs> He's out of rehab. Yeah, he's tired, you know. <laughs> nah, he's using his voice. That's interesting. And that that's interesting. And they're like, last song that they did together, he's using his voice. Oh, far out. That scene was so good too. Her singing, <laughs> cut to him doing part of it, and then back to her singing. Yeah, and she looks at the camera at the end. Oh. And it ends. I think the, this movie um, has a lot of great moments. It does. Um, uh and ultimately, some of the buildup isn't there. The, some of the buildup didn't feel that organic, especially. I, like, it, I'm. It sucks to say this because they plant the seeds, but they didn't plant like the tension towards the suicide. The, su- the suicide just felt um, kind of deflated the movie for me a little bit, um, uh, in the sense that as soon as it happened, I was just like, "All right, let's go through the motions yeah. until the final scene." So yeah, I think it has. Um, a lot of amazing scenes to carry the moments along, but the moment, the 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 smaller, there are like some dull moments in there for me. But I had a clue. Yeah. I I liked overall the the strong moments were very strong. Yes, um, yes. I do agree that the once Ali became a pop star, it kind of hit a bit of we were waiting. For, for the some, breaking point. For the next thing to happen, yes. Yeah. yeah. And and then after that, it was almost like we were just waiting for the next thing and waiting for the next thing and waiting for the next yeah. thing. And then the next thing was Bradley Cooper dying. But um, I do agree that there were some moments where it felt a bit laggy. Like, we were like, okay, come on. Yeah. But overall, I watched this movie when it came out and I'm still as hyped when I'm talking to you about it as I was <laughs> when I left the cinema. Um, I'm going to... I still have a lot of their songs on my top top 100 of 2018. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to be listening to those after this podcast. <laughs> um, I mean, Shallow is just uh, uh, a tune. It's a, it's, it's, uh, a beat. it's yeah. great. It's like probably one of the best movie songs I've seen. Uh, I've, um, yeah, I've heard <laughs> or I've seen uh in terms of like how it sits in the movie you know yeah yeah um look it's no coco it's no. not it's no you uh remember me from coco <laughs> but yeah. it's a uh, it's up there <laughs> um yeah so i guess um any closing thoughts so, like well, how many stars would you give it out of five? Oh shoot four four okay yeah okay. yeah um I, four is okay. Four is what I give a movie when I really, really like it, mm-hmm. but I know that there's something wrong with it, <laughs> and so that's why I'm giving it a four. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll I'll give it a solid three point five, a solid solid seven out of ten. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I kind of want more from these movies, um, but ultimately, it's pretty solid. I think the issue is. It's musicals are meant to be fun movies, yeah, and it's fun, but it's it's also like quite serious at times, mm-hmm. which you know it's not like fully daft Mamma Mia vibes. It's also yeah. a little bit 
hearty. Yeah, and it's also, I guess, technically not a musical as well. So yeah, okay. um, you have to sit through them. Well, not not in a bad way, but it's um, uh, when they sing, it's solely about them singing. It's not. Yeah. Okay. Look at him and his drug addiction. <laughs> I tried to sing just now, but I was like, maybe that's not a good idea. Get that thing back where it came from. Yeah. Also, help me. <laughs> oh no, he killed himself. Um, uh, so, um, yeah, and you know, it, it could have been about uh, I don't know um, uh, two engineers <laughs> who are trying to <laughs> build a rocket or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um but well on that note yeah well uh if you do want any musical pitches you know where to get to howie and me and we can help you out yeah exactly (laughs) do you have any anything you recommend before we leave oh or me okay yes netflix documentaries i did a netflix documentary binge recently shirkers do you watch shirkers no i haven't seen it shirkers is really good um it's one of oh man it's just it's really good. <laughs> okay. It's well. set in Singapore. It's about these 16-year-olds who decided to make a film, and it uses the footage that they use for the film. It is really good. Okay. <laughs> cool. Okay, well, thanks for joining me, Layla. Will you actually upload this podcast? Um, you know, barring technical difficulties, sure. Awesome, guys. <laughs> you heard it here, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, until next time. See ya. Bye. I am just skin and bone Half a heart it is a flesh and bone to stone Her skin is like a river I thought I'd sail on my own I want to call you in the winter With my cellular phone Do not.